0: what's going on family welcome aboard it's your man gb gerard bonner bonner Fide radio this is on course with Hart ramsey and you are yeah you're looking at us you're seeing us uh i love it when we get a chance to uh, come to you by way of video and for those who are strictly listening welcome aboard it's our opportunity to go heart to heart We get to hear from the man of God, uh, and that, of course, is Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir?
1: I'm good, Gerard. How you doing, man? (laughs)
0: Woo-wee! Yeah, the world went crazy. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. It is... You know, I don't know how many people on December 31st, and we were all gathering together for Watch Night, and you know, everybody came up with their great slogans and sayings for 2020. I don't know how many people saw this just i mean if if losing kobe bryant wasn't enough and coronavirus keeping us out of churches wasn't enough now everybody's talking black lives matter and uh so let's start here what do you think we have you know i I must admit we have really for the last you know three years of this podcast of sorts really been on the front lines of talking about issues of race within the church uh we've talked a lot about evangelicals etc cetera, etc cetera. what do you think right now now that there are so many uh in the christian community and our caucasian brothers and sisters who are waving the flag saying black lives matter what do we make of this you Well,
1: know, you know um first of all i'm glad it's time that we wake up you know we've been it sounded like white brothers and sisters would wake up and stop being complicit. And I think yes. what happened was it, it got to a point where they had to acknowledge that something is wrong. Yes. What's interesting enough is, you know, I was looking at the word um, oppression in the, in the Hebrew this morning, mm-hmm. and it literally means to, um, to press down or to press so hard upon that it squeezes a life out of you. Wow. It, what it, and so I believe, you know, the, the, uh, the Bible says that Jesus never spoke to people without a parable, without a storyline. Mm-hmm. He also told stories that he could, He could, because I don't know, because human beings are wired to respond to stories. Yeah. Because we, we're living a story. And so um, I think the picture of, of George Floyd having a knee on his neck for eight minutes to 46 seconds, mm-hmm. just the entirety of um, the, the connection point of him calling for his mom, um, the, the, all, all these officers holding him down. It was just a picture, a vivid picture of oppression. Mm-hmm. And um in in a, in a very literal and figurative sense, and so uh the people the people who who was um pretending not to see you know because there's this there two things you know um a, a repression is is when I automatically just hold something in my my mind is programmed to just ignore it, yeah. and and I, I, I kind of press it down. But suppression is when I do it uh, um actually consciously. And a lot of people have been repressing this racial issue, and su- some have been suppressing. And, and with that vivid picture in front of them, they just couldn't do anything, Gerard. But but say, you know what, man? We gotta say something.
0: Yeah, we gotta
1: say something. And and now, um, and then of course there's an argument about which what version of Black Lives Matter are you dealing with. Are you are you a part of the organization, or you a part? I'm like, listen, I I don't want to talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. And, and and just off the top, in case I don't get a chance to say this later on, I I. I am not going to be the white folk whisperer. Don't ask me, don't call me, ask me, uh, what, what should I do about racism? You figured everything else out. You know, mm. colonized and capitalized and did everything as you took slaves and figured this out because this is not a black problem. Racism is a white problem and they have to solve it because they're the ones that, that actually started, particularly the white church there. I've said my people, <laughs> yeah, but don't say anything else. <laughs> I've said that. <laughs> I am over them, man. Yep. I, I am, Gerard. I'm so over them because they, they act so innocent and so ignorant when it comes to these things of race. And they've been perpetrating this, this monstrous cruelty, mm-hmm. uh, um, this, this suppression, this, this oppression. This, they have become like the, I mean, every place in the world is a book called White Privilege. Mm -hmm. written by a white woman from the uk and she said everywhere in the world where white people have put their feet they've destroyed something people groups entire people groups yeah that's that's anyway wow so there's
0: that wow well this this i mean there are so (laughs) many places we can go with this and we may hit all of them we'll see um you know there have been amid all of the voices i know there's been a lot of cries for you know initially i think when the George Floyd situation happened um, and that was on the back of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, you know, there was really this cry for uh, our Caucasian counterparts to speak up and to speak out. And a number of them, to your point, did kind of because they had to. Yeah. And then there were some who did and what they said was seemingly so off the beaten path Mm -hmm. That, you know, a lot of us got a hold of it, called them out on it, and then they had immediate attempts at apologies or retractions. We don't like to do it of name dropping, but it's probably appropriate to, given the circumstance, I think of um, larger names in the evangelical community, like a Rod Parsley Mm -hmm. or a Louis Giglio, both of whom... Uh, had differing statements and found themselves in a bit of hot water uh, with the African-American population of which some of them frequent. I guess my question to you is, seeing that they both have apologized, how far should these apologies go amongst the African-American community?
1: Well, I think, first of all, Black people have to be able to um, differentiate between apologies. An apology does not mean that i believe i was wrong for the most part i'll be honest with you speaking speaking to rod Parsley and louis giglio i believe that um that both of them are not repentant well you know there is um um remorse I, i taught this last week remorse um is is a emotion a human emotion where i do something wrong and my conscience bothers me there's no there's no there's no third party interaction it's just I violated my value system to the point where the Holy Spirit is able to press a button inside of me and say, like, you know, and, and, and I get to the point where I can't live with myself. So I, I try my best to not just apologize, but to make amends. That's remorse. Mm-hmm. Regret, on the other hand, is when I make a decision, a calculated decision, I knew exactly what I was doing, but, but the, the repercussion, the consequences are so um, immediate and so uncomfortable that... Um, I I I I I regret my decision, not because I've had a change of heart, but because I don't like this uh lash back or clap back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, um so what, what I believe what we're seeing and the, and the third thing, repentance is, is when a person actually um sees things a certain way. You see things a different way, say, you know what, I didn't, I didn't I didn't see it like that, let me make some changes. Yeah. I don't believe either of these men had a chance. It couldn't be remorse because um, they, they didn't settle it on their own and come public and say well, you know what I, something went happened I made a decision they didn't do that it, it wasn't like I, I see things differently so let me let me um apologize and and make amends or or turn change course because I see it a new way this was regret this was I said something immediately there was a social dragging uh, which I, and I said this before I believe this that sometimes a good dragging is in order mm-hmm. by by the by, by the masses especially the people you pander to um. Uh, I'm offended by, by uh, white leaders who pretend uh, they come across black. They, they, uh, they, uh, I hate this thing about this white chocolate uh, uh, phenomenon. It offends me to the core of my being, especially now in these times that we live in. I mean, if you're white, be white. You don't have to be black to, to be, to be um, fair. You have to, you have to be white to tell the truth. This revision of history that they've been doing for, been doing for a long time is out the door. Rod Parsley and Louis Giglio got slapped in the face by things that they said, and then they came back and instead of saying, Listen, I still don't get it, they, they acted like they had a revelation when they an epiphany from God overnight. No, it's still, they're still in trouble. And the trouble that they're in is this thing is deep rooted. Matter of fact, you and I shared, uh, you shared something with me recently about mm-hmm. when Rod Parsley was ordained. They use a a, a a used Nazi sword to yes. do the ordination service. Yes. Um, Lester Summerall, his father and the Lord. I met Lester mm-hmm. Summerall. who's a he, he was a great preacher. But a, well, I could tell you some stories about Lester Summerall. Um, and strangely enough, before he died, he laid hands on me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I wish I could wash that off. But, but <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> he uh, we me and him were left alone in a green room in in um Pensacola, Florida, after he met, uh, actually before. It was before he ministered, and he was bl- he was basically blind, oh, and, wow. and I was in the room with him. And my, my pastor at the time told me he said uh, he told me Lester Sumrall was I'd been watching him on television, and um he said if you ever get a chance, man, um get him in partition because because we, we believe he's in his final days. And so they left me in the room with him. I don't know how it happened, and uh, I said to him, I said, Doctor Sumrall, um, asked him, can you see me? He says just vaguely, and I told him what I was. I said I'm with Pastor Pisaminti. And I said, uh, can I trouble you to lay hands on me? He said, oh, not at all, come. He put his hand on me, he began to pray blessing over me. So, so you when know, you look at Lester Summerall offering a Nazi sword to ordain Rod Parsley. It's, it wasn't out of these, I think the thing, Rod, this is the part I want to spend some time talking about is these people uh, are not uh, consciously trying to hurt anybody. This is going to blow people's mind when I say this. This is so ingrained in them It's generations old It's the, it's the part of the upbringing it's never, been, it's never been brought out Called out, challenged And so to them it's normal um, he, he was ordained with a, a, a Nazi sword It had a Nazi emblem on it But mm-hmm. stop, no one asks who are the Nazis mm. the, the confederate flag The Nazis and the confederate army Are two enemies of the United States That were defeated in war In bloody battle Yes. Um. More Americans were killed in the Civil War than in than all our wars combined. Mm-hmm. World War One, Vietnam. Uh, you you combine all the wars we've been in, and more people, more Americans died in that Civil War. Yeah. We had to go overseas to to, uh, to quell the Nazi uprising. The Nazis were horrible people. They killed six million Jews. Mm-hmm. I mean, these everyone knows the story. So the question to me is, what are we doing? <laughs> right. You know. If if Rod knows this, at some point, there was nobody in the rooms that in this large gathering could say, "But well, we, uh, it's not appropriate to use uh, the Nazi sword to ordain Rod," because uh, on a natural level, it, it's just bad optics and it it communicates a, a terrible message. But spiritually, can you imagine what opportunities that created for the devil?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, to, so you, you 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 ordaining with an, uh, a touch both with a Nazi sword, you don't think the devil has some kind of the Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, they, they,
0: they. You, you're right. The optics were frightening. And uh perhaps even more frightening was I think I was hoping that there would be some sort of spiritual tie-in. You'd call it a sword of the spirit. you do but I mean the man flat out said it was a swastika. Yes. Flat out said it was an, a used Nazi a, sword. Used which, on what? right I mean, they were hacking down trees <laughs> right and i mean to me like who has used nazi swords just hanging around right like that's not a that's not a normal thing so I mean, where did it come from where did it come from right like you just can't go buy that at the local store you're not getting that at walmart or somewhere so <laughs> i just for me it was and i think you because know, there were people who asked like why do we care that a rod parsley would say this or a louis giglio would would say this type of thing. Um, But for me, I I remember being in college, you know, Mm -hmm. following uh, Rod Parsley and and waiting outside for hours when he came to Richmond, you Mm -hmm. know, to attend one of his services. And, you know, Louis Giglio certainly here in Atlanta is is big, but I've also seen just how brilliant the man is. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the challenges our Caucasian counterparts really do have is... Right now, it's easy to wave the banner, Black Lives Matter, but hearing what's really going on and sticking in for the fight is a completely different thing, because now they're going to have to actually acknowledge some of the atrocities that they've benefited from, and that, you know, because they'll quickly want to say, no, I didn't do that. My family didn't do that. But you benefited from that yeah so how well let me ask this question what if any responsibility do we have as african-american people to share what we have dealt with with our counterparts in a way where they may finally understand do or do we have that responsibility do they need to go and search out you know what has happened to us and try to make amends or should we be the ones to say hey if you want to have a conversation here i am
1: right well i think i think first of all we have to, we have to be discerning to know that not all white people right now are ready to change truth um a, a lot of people or um, I, I communicated this sometime to someone recently where there are actually contingencies of white people who are angry at george floyd for, for having the audacity to be murdered mm. on 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 video, how dare you die under the knee of a white officer and, and, and stir this uprising they're angry at him, they mock him they, they do the George Floyd challenge and they think I, I mean, they, 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 they recruit the, the likes of, of this idiot Candace Owens to make dumb statements that he was not a good guy I mean, listen, the repulsion that, that keeps seeping out of the sewage that is, that is white culture right now the sewer that's white culture, I'll say this um, black people need to be careful to only speak to those who want to listen Mm -hmm. everyone is not ready to listen number two is um um when we tell the story we cannot whitewash the story like they've been whitewashing the story um slavery was brutal slavery slavery was and i think black people need to go back and actually uh, uh, re-familiarize ourselves with the, the the details and the specifics of slavery there's a book i recommend by Jamar Chisby called The, the, the Color call of Compromise. It's a great book. It's historical. It's historically accurate. It, it uh, takes the angle from the church's point of view. It's amazing work. That Zondervan would publish that is, a, is amazing to me. Oh, wow. Um, Lecrae oh, wow. Wrote, yeah, Lecrae wrote the, uh, the foreword to the book. I think is a, okay. it's one of the best books. And I've been studying this history for a while.
0: Wow.
1: And so I think black people, we, we're, we are responsible to be up on the information. And then when people ask the question, Always have a reason for why you're taking the stance, for why you're protesting, for why you're outraged. Don't just be outraged for the sake of, of, of whatever, because these, these acts have been happening. And to be honest with you, what happened to George Floyd is not the worst of the tragedies or no. travesties. No. Right. Um, I mean, he died. It, it was, it was a, a terrible way to die. But they've been killed. I mean, when you go back and look at Black Wall Street and, and, and the oh, neighborhood. Yes. They bombed in Philadelphia with the police bombing. Mean, there's a lot of stuff. Even what's mm-hmm. going on in New York right now, that the media is not talking about. My daughter in, lives in Harlem. She's she she said, dad for the last five days. They've been, these, these loud fireworks are going on. What's going on? It starts at 7 o'clock at night and goes to 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, we believe the police is behind it. Lo and behold, guess what happens? At 3 o'clock in the morning, a couple days ago, a, a police parade is going down one of the main avenues in Harlem um, where there's sirens blaring at 3 o'clock in the morning a direct a direct response to the protest that's been happening to, to, to just communicate and shout that black lives matter so i think that we should be ready to speak but we need to know what we're saying and we also need to be aware that not everyone is ready to hear as far as as someone saying to me um educate me no i, I saw a meme that was powerful um, I, I will hire my services you want to sit in the class uh, I, I will charge you 20 hours ahead and get you in the zoom and we will sit in there and I'll teach you about our history
0: stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled
1: Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because you know it it really takes faith to pray. You You have to trust that God is like a person, He's a real person, and that He's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and
0: improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. It Is So! It is so, it is so. Come on, all over the place, lift it up, It Is So! Pick up the chart topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey.
1: I want to say this. You know, uh, Pastor Brian Horn was with me. He's a white brother. was with me for, he passed uh, uh, Safe Harbor uh, with me for uh, 15 years. Um, he's been, he was with me for close to um, 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually he was, uh, he, he went to Safe Harbor in 2005. He said he got there in 2001. So was close to 19. But, mm-hmm. but when, he first, when I first sent him to Montgomery, I always said this to him up front. I do not do plantation church. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm not going to have a white leader over my, over my, my black congregants. And the white leader does not, uh, is not familiar with the struggle. He doesn't understand why, you know, um, you will not be making statements like these people are sorry and stuff. like. I won't have it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some of the members initially, people don't know, very few know the story. When he first went there, um, his heart was not wrong. It's just that he was steeped in white, or uh, in whiteness. Let's just call it whiteness for the sake of, of of terms. He was steeped in so steeped in whiteness that when he would say something offensive, he won't even know it. But the uh-huh. moment he would make a statement, I don't care where I was, I get a text to my phone, uh-huh. and they and they would say, "Guess what your boy just said." That, that, <laughs> that's what. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, when I realized it was an ongoing thing, and, and I, I would speak to him, and when I realized his his exasperation, he'd be in tears sometimes. He'd be like, uh-huh. "You know what?" I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong. And, and he's like, he's apologetic and his heart is right. So I said, okay. So I had him and his wife enroll in an African-American history class at, an, at a Historically black college at, at Alabama State University. Mm-hmm. And they sat in this class and they learned about black history. There's no way that you could be a pastor of black people and, not, and, and turn a blind eye to the history. Yeah. And there's no way that we could allow any more clergy, white clergy to use the gospel of Jesus Christ and the message of grace and, and the need for Christians to be forgiving and the fact that we are forgiven, we cannot allow them to play that card. You know, they say we play the race card and they play the grace card. Wow. They come, you know, wow. I'm going to tell you something about, about, about oppression. Oppression is very rarely judged in the generation that initiated it. Ooh. Very rarely. Now get this, 100% of the time, God judges the oppressor even when he anoints the oppressor. That's biblical. When Nebuchadnezzar, that's right, when Babylon came and destroyed Jerusalem, God said to His prophets that that He will use them to do that, but He would turn around and judge the entire nation of Babylon for that. Wow. Yes, and He did. See, see what I'm saying so now. Um, and and it wasn't judging Nebuchadnezzar's generation; it was judging the generation. It started the judgment started in the generation after him. Matter of fact, immediately after him, Mm -hmm. in 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 the reign of Belshazzar, who was who was like a a surrogate son to him. Mm -hmm. So, so what we need to understand is. Uh, and what white people and black people need to understand is, you uh, we say, well, uh, black people are getting frustrated, saying, well, God, is, God has been promising, and there's nothing happening. It took God 430, 430 years, actually 400 years, to deal with Egypt, mm. according to the biblical record. This mm. we, we just turned 401 in this struggle. So I believe that what we're seeing in America right now is the beginning of God's um, judgment on the, the original sin of racism and and a judgment against the systems that were put in place to um to carry on racism the i call it the will of the south
0: mm-hmm.
1: wow um the, the systems that are in place it's, it's a part of the will of the south um that's where the will the will of the of the they spread out across the united states and they've actually replicated um on certain um um certain systems that were built into slavery and they have them in different places to, to establish in, in, um, inequality, injustice, um, there's incarceration, there's, there's uh, impairment. Um, there's so much going on in the African in American community because it's determined by the white, white racists that this is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And so for, for black people, I believe, um, we cannot let this demon slither back on the ground. We have him out, we got him by the head now, and we need to continue. And I'm gonna say one thing. One more thing before we go on to the next point mm-hmm. is, I am sick of black people being used, allowing themselves to be used by white people to come preaching a narrative to me that's not even their own. Come tell me, oh, it's time to let it go. No, no, no. Sit, sit your black tail down. And if you understand the story, the narrative, let me deal with it because you don't have the, the stones, the the the, mm-hmm. the the family jewels to deal with this. Let me handle it because I'm good. I yeah. like to tell people, man, I'm Caribbean American. I saw. I, what you guys in america don't see gerard is is what what whiteness does to you when it's finished with you mm. you need to go, you need to go to you need to go to, to islands like jamaica yes parts of jamaica the poverty that they, they leave in they wake up they, they've stripped your land and used you you need to go to st kitts Mm-hmm. And to Antigua, where only parts of the islands are, are resort areas and the rest of it is in abject poverty, where people in the 20th century are still standing in lines with their towels over their shoulders and bath to take a public bath because of the poverty that was left in the wake of whiteness. Yes. And then people said, well, Pastor, you seem angry. I Listen, you have to understand what anger is. Anger is a weapon that God uses, and your anger trigger it, it it erupts in you when when your soul says when your righteous soul says this this is not right. The Bible okay. says, "Be angry, okay. sin not." That's in right. other words, don't put, don't perpetuate the thing that made you angry, but don't don't dismiss your anger either. anger The, the anger of the Lord uh, is, burns like a fire to, to exterminate and to destroy the thing that that um has that um. Uh, provoke God's ire in the beginning, and I believe that black people should not stop being angry. We should we shouldn't lose our minds, mm-hmm. but we should be strategic. We should and we should not just just be angry with the with white people who want to make whiteness rightness, but we also need to be angry with the black people who believe that they need whiteness to be to be um any anybody important or anybody. Uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's let let's go there because you know part of the
0: thing that. Makes this, When I was talking before about people not being ready for the long road to equality or whatever this is going to look like, um, it is dealing a lot with how black people view themselves and uh, the narrative that has been given to us as black people by those who want to oppress us or who have oppressed us that have impacted how we view ourselves. So let's talk about how on earth do we as black people change our view of ourselves after realizing that the view that we have had of ourselves has been given to us or gifted to us by our Caucasian counterparts who
1: sought to oppress us. Yeah, we have to stop seeing our blackness through the lens of their whiteness. I'm gonna tell you this is important. Mm-hmm. When they, you know, someone said to me, or uh, someone, said, oh, a white person made a statement. We should be glad that we were brought as slaves to America, or else we'd be living in in, in Africa right now. And here, and, and see what they miss is they missed the raw that Africa became the the continent. Of Africa has several nations on it, yes. poor and rich. Yes. And what they miss is is that before the slave trade, before this transatlantic slave trade. They, they need to understand that Africa was not a poor nation. Yeah. Africa have been stripped and pillaged by white folk who came with, with superior weapons. And they had in the, in the, in, on the continent uh, sympathizers who were selling out their own people. Yes. Um, um, I believe that, that it's important that we stop. We need to go back. You, I, I make this statement. It's, it's the number one thing that God has given me this year. You can't have a revelation of a thing if you ignore its genesis. Mm, uh, Reve- wow, I, I, like, wow. like, like our book has a genesis and a revelation yes. Satan does not become the, 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 um, the dragon of revelation until we know him as the serpent of genesis because, because it's his progression, his trajectory from serpent to, to dragon it took some years and the monstrous systems that we see in place right now mass incarceration, inequality in education all the, the justice system, the injustice system all this came out of the anger that 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 erupted in America that forced the Civil War and then the 12 years between 1865 and uh, 1872, those 12 years of Reconstruction when when um um they did everything to crush the soul of the black man that, that, that was now called the freedman, mm-hmm. and put systems in place like like sharecropping and Jim Crow and all these things um the Dred Scott ruling that was that was so damnable in the justice system. These are real issues that Black Americans need to understand we just we need to stand up and under, and and there's a lot that I, I have to say and i'm full you could tell i'm full with this yeah I, i'm angry yeah. i'm I'm angry i'm angry at white at the white people who don't see a problem i'm right. angry at the at the white people who think that optics just just having just having foot washings and holding black life matter signs and and and, and tweeting and, and posting a face but that's not enough i thank you for that but there's more because mm-hmm. while you're still on that you're still going home to your nice places while while people are being forced to live in, in subjugation yeah okay I'm angry at black business people who who, who are saying come do business with us, but do horrible business. Yes. Learn your daggone craft if you want me to do business with you. Absolutely. I'm angry at white. I'm angry at white Christians who come and preaching this message of um, uh, uh, um uh, the dividing lines of God in Scripture are not black and white. They are they are, are, are righteousness and unrighteousness. The heaven and and, and I, we know that we know the Bible as well and probably better than you do. One powerful statement is made in the book Color Compromise. He, he said there would be no need for the black church if the white church wasn't racist. And I agree with that. And so my, my heart about this is for black people, um, we, we, you know, don't be as irate as I am right now. You, I'm irate. But we, there has to be a calmness about us as we go forward and walk in, our, walk in our power. We have a power about us. We have a swag about us. We have a uniqueness about us that we need to own. Mm-hmm. We need to own. And I'm going to tell you this. I believe that um, um, we lack, on a general scale, we lack leadership. We lack national leadership. We, we lack organization. What I miss about, um, when you go back to the Civil Rights Movement with Martin Luther King, even with Malcolm X, they were organized. They aligned themselves behind a the voice. They supported this voice. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. Malcolm X was more, was more uh, in the beginning, more... Uh, Or radical, but the end he calmed. uh, Martin was more um, biblical. In the end, he became a little bit more agitated. But but he had but the movements were based upon. They could tell they were discerning enough. Black people were to tell who God's hand was on for the moment. All of us, uh, uh, we don't trust anyone or anything. uh, And it's time we need to do that. We need to. There needs to a voice needs to emerge, and and that voice and maybe many many different voices Mm -hmm. need to come to the forefront and and lead the people we need to lead our people out of this okay i believe that there was a moses uh, of the old testament uh and as a jesus of the new but i believe in our time the 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 spirit of jesus the spirit of of these men like moses um we need the spirit of of a nat turner who's willing to um to to embody um not not going killing folk but but ripping tearing down systems yeah. Hearing God in a different way um, I, don't, I refuse, I'm going to tell you this is going to blow your mind I refuse to hear God through white voices The white voices that are not submitted to him mm. I refuse to mm. I'm going to tell you why And I made a statement and, and I mean it um, I studied the Bible I read the Bible just like they read the Bible I don't see the Bible where they see it mm-hmm. I saw a wonderful teaching that was posted By one of my, my um, members This morning on Facebook Given by Robert Um He's a pastor of Gateway Church in, in Dallas, Texas. Okay, yeah. um, Ro- Robert you know. Morris. Yes, Robert Morris, and Robert, good, great teacher. He he actually came out and said, uh, "Adam and Eve were brown people." He gave he, 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 he um he I mean I've, I've been this is stuff I've been teaching for years. The, the names you know um Noah names his son Shem Ham and Japheth. Mm-hmm. Um Shem um his name means name, um, uh, uh Japheth means white. You know, and Ham means black, and wow. he named them based on, on You know, Shem looked like them, so just called him name. Um, Japheth looked like he looked like a, he was white, which was weird, but he named him white, and then Ham came out darker than than him, and so he called him black. Yeah. you got it. This is important. Um, uh, as we as we start looking at, at white people teaching the Bible, that we listen to what they're saying, because he, in his great teaching, he gave an improper definition of racism. Hmm. To make it seem like black people could be as racist as white people, would, is not so. Mm-hmm. Racism, by definition, is a power construct. It's a power mm-hmm. construct, and what it is, it is, it is not just, it's not just prejudice. Every human being is prejudiced. That's why Jesus said, um, "Judge now to, yeah. to prejudge is our is our nature. We call it discernment. We call it intuition. We call it different things. Sometimes we we'll just prejudging people. Mm-hmm. John John seven, I believe, in twenty four says. A judge uh, it says judge not according to appearance but judge right righteous judgment
0: mm-hmm.
1: in other words don't be prejudiced wait till you get the information and make a judgment right racism is more than just prejudice mm-hmm. racism is the feeling of superiority the need to, to believe that because I'm superior you have to be separate from me it's that segregation mm. it, it is it, it has to do it has to do with subjugation and then then there's the stereotypes that mm. all People, are, all Asians are like this. All Latinos are like that. Mm-hmm. The, and and then based on these beliefs and feelings and ideologies and philosophies, we put systems in place to, 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 um, to actuate our superiority. Mm-hmm. That's racism. A black person can be prejudiced, but he can't be racist because we don't have the power to put systems in place to do anything. Wow. And if, if you don't believe that, you say, well, what about the ghetto? Man, they, how, how many ghettos around you are being are gentrified right now? We don't own the ghetto. That's true. the, the, true. the, the problem, the problem, with the black, the black plight in America, Gerard, is that we don't own anything. hmm Okay. So, so it comes down to me to this, and I, I got so much. Left. I said, <laughs> I've been this. I've been eating, sleeping, drinking this. I'm to the point now with this, where black people, I believe, has we have got to come to the place where we start organizing stuff. We need mm-hmm. to start, We need to speak to stuff like we do. I think we're a good we made a good start. We cannot allow white people with wrong agendas to infiltrate our movement. Now, there's, there's a movement. I see Black Lives Matter as a movement. Yes. Organization, yes. I know very little about the organization. Mm-hmm. Based on some of the things I heard, that they're against the nuclear family, that they, has a, they have a gay agenda. That they, that's all that, man, I ain't into all that. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Hear me. I, I am for black people. Right. That's right. me. Yes. If you want to know who I'm rooting for, if there's two people in the ring fighting, I'm for the black person, white. And people say, well, that's not, that. Is so, that is so unchristian. Man, you killing us for 400 years is unchristian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you are Christians doing it. And then you, the people we celebrate, a lot, of these, <laughs> Gerard, <laughs> a lot of these people did it in the name of Christianity. Yeah. If you want to be really freaked out, study, study black history. But mm-hmm. go a step further. Study white history. Mm. That's what I've been doing. Mm. I, I went back as far as the Norse The okay. people that's called the Norse people yes. Oh yes. my god That's where supremacy came from
0: Wow
1: I'm, Here's, a, here's a, 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 a wonderful tidbit for you mm-hmm. the, the, Norse, the, the Norse people Are the ancestors of the Vikings Right The, the Swedish Scandinavian people mm. Those people Now let me show you something that's interesting According to the history that I've discovered The British were not necessarily racists or colonizers until they met the Scandinavians, the Norse wow. people. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. They weren't as brutal either. Now, they did dumb stuff. They were crucifying people for, yeah. for uh, if, they'll crucify you, if, if, you um, if you walked away from the Christian faith. Dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But you, you study, go back and study the history of the Vikings. Wow. And ah. you'll see where, where this mentality of supremacy comes from. For black people, we're in a place right now where we have got to come to the place where number one, we have to know what we want. Yeah. Know what we first know who we are. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who we are. My my blackness is just an expression of God. Yes. This is what God wanted. I, I can't change it. Leopard can't change his spot. Ethiopian can't change his skin. God did right. this.
0: Right. But
1: right. But I but I will not allow myself. To be talked into being less than a first class citizen by any person just because they're white. I'm sorry. And you know, and people see this, they're going to think, it, say, man, you you change. I ain't changed. This is, this is me. Yes. But it, but my thing, this is why I am with it. I am it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of explaining it away. I'm tired of, of white police abusing people. I'm sick of it. I'm done with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, whew. Well, listen, we're going to continue the conversation because time flies when we get on this topic. I mean, like, there's still so much to talk about. So you guys have to stay tuned because I promise we are going to continue this conversation and capture it for you guys. Listen, there are all sorts of ways. I know you guys have a lot to say, so you can reach out to us by way of social media. Easy to reach Pastor Hart. heart, of course. It's at Heart Ramsey. And you can also hit us up on social media using the hashtags either heart to heart or on course any of those will reach out to us and I promise you we're going to be back very very soon with more of this conversation until next time on course with Ramsey